What's up, everybody? My name is Bryce Rankins, and this is my co-host, Brian Romero. Hello! And you're listening to episode 50... 50! ...of Sneaky Geek. We made it. We, we made 50 it! episodes. 50 whole episodes, and like 13 uh, bonus, bonus episodes, episodes. Yeah. somewhere in there as well, which is super exciting. Thank you for listening to all those episodes, if you did. If you didn't listen to all those episodes, that's okay. That's a lot of work. You we still love you. All that. We still love you. We still appreciate you. This episode was recorded from our live stream of our 50th episode on Twitch, which means we ripped the audio straight from the VOD, which means you're getting the direct conversation we had online on Twitch, which is available for viewing on Twitch. And also, we have a Discord and a Twitch channel. Yes, we have both of those things now. Look us up, Sneaky Geek Podcast on Twitch, and look up the Sneaky Geek Discord by just typing in Sneaky Geek to your local Discord office. Anyway, this episode, without giving too much away, is all about Pokemon. Pokemon. So, without further ado, this is Sneaky Geek. Come catch them all with us. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Sneaky Geek, now live and in color. Ooh. Except for those of you who are listening to this four days from now when we are posting <laughs> this on Spotify, in which case it is not live and it is still in black and white. My name is Bryce Rankins, and this is my lovely co-host, Brian Romero. I was going to wave. I'm still going to wave, but like... So this is a podcast, yeah. and uh, Brian is <laughs> are only listening to this. Because we have video right now. Except and for speaking the of this is a podcast... Our one of our very first guests ever has returned to us, Shannon. Hi, hi, hey. yeah, yeah. Shannon that's was on me. our very first episode where we talked about fandoms in general because she and I had just met at a Steven Universe Art and Origins panel, and then spent the next like three days going to other events, other panels, and then eventually actually going and playing Pokemon Go. So it all Yeah. We did. You were you were with me. We yeah, we caught our first legendary on Pokemon Go that day. Yeah. Yeah. So today we are talking about Pokemon and with us we have longtime friends of the podcast, more than just Shannon, we also have Dave Ziegler. Sport that Santa hat. Jazz jazz hands, hands, which you finally all of you watching finally will get to see. And then additionally, our, our video game historian, Nick Frato. Yay. Hello, Yay. everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Happy to be here. All right. So today we are talking about And we've been wanting to talk about Pokemon since like day one. We keep saying, oh, one day we'll do a Pokemon episode. Well, it's our 50th episode. We did it. We made it to 50. So, Cue the horns. We are Cue the horns. Anyway, uh, that's that's my DJ noises. Please hire me. So uh, we are talking about Pokemon in all of its iterations, uh, from Mystery Dungeon to Puzzle League to Snap to Go to the television show to to the cards. (laughs) So I've got a fair amount of. Pokemon origin stuff I want to talk about but before we do I kind of want to get just a quick how did you get into Pokemon when did you get into Pokemon share with me a a Pokemon uh story story that's the words I was introduction little introduction of how you are how Pokemon relates to you and your life let's start with Dave popcorn I was 10 years old 
and I was up late the night before and I accidentally turned off my alarm clock. So I overslept and when I got to Professor Oak's lab, uh, <laughs> the only... Uh, Ash. <laughs> you like that? Thank you. Yeah. I was, you had me in the first half. You had me, yes. honestly. I was like, where is this going? If you overslept. I was, like, I was like, okay. I'm sitting here thinking, like, what was out, you know? Okay. I, I at first thought okay. it was your Christmas experience, to be completely honest. Oh. I was like, okay. This is this is well, a present story. He got us. He got us good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I actually am a Gen 1 player. So my one of my uncles uh, taught English in Japan for a number of years, met a lovely woman there and uh, got married, had kids, and they go back every so often to see her family. And so they had just come back from Japan and we were all at my grandparents' house. This is... Let's see. This has to be this has to be Memorial Day weekend, 1996, and my cousin has brought back Pokemon Red, and I'm like, hey, can I try that? Because I've heard some of my students talking about it. You know, I've seen the hype all over the place, and he's like, yeah, but don't save over my game. Okay, <laughs> I played five minutes and I was freaking hooked. I mean, it appealed the hunter the hunter and gatherer nature of the game appealed to the collector in me go figure and yeah i was hooked and so when i took uh my speech and my debate team to the national tournament that year i explained to my wife at the time i have to get this game so i have something to do on the on the airplane ride to minnesota and then i've played pretty much every version of the game since then not always as they came out i got out of the games around Gen 5 and Gen 6, but boy, Gen 7 reeled me right back in with a vengeance. And so, yeah, More so that's that how way. I got into it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So yeah. you, you had the privilege to, to play Red and Green, or at least the Japanese iterations, it sounds like, right? Well, I played five minutes of Red, and the original, the Japanese um, version. He had he had both the Japanese and the English version, and because they could read Japanese, and so I just tried it on on his English version, uh, just because I didn't want to screw something up while, you know, while uh, while Starting I was exploring and playing around. And and yeah, so I got blue, and I still have my blue cartridge with the uh, Mew that one of my students duplicated for me using the uh, tr- the trade glitch. Yeah. Yeah. Still got sense. that bad boy in there. So thanks again for that, Jay, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. That's awesome. Yeah, so this actually does date back to me being about, no, I don't want to say 10. I would say 7 at the time, right, when that was 7 or 8 when the games were released. Um, but I, I did wake up very early to a surprise and a no it wasn't the lack of pokemon that the professor had but um i walked downstairs and it was the year that i got the game boy color so it was the release of the game boy color and the spoiled kid that i was my father oh sorry santa claus uh brought <laughs> brought me both red and blue you're welcome <laughs> i thanks. do my best thanks dad <laughs> well um <laughs> Right, yeah, so I, I, I remember vividly, in our family, Santa never wrapped the presents, and 
the Game Boy Color was just sitting there on on the left side, quite literally was Pokemon Red. On the right was Pokemon Blue. Didn't know that they were essentially the same game, but different content, right? Or just certain different variations of, of Pokemon. So I thought, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I got both Pokemon games. And I interchangeably went back and forth on that holiday, swapping the cards. And like, I don't know why I did that instead of just like playing through one for the rest of the day. I was like, <laughs> okay, a little bit of red, a little bit of blue, get my fix here, go on. Um, but that, that was my first introduction, and it was mostly word of mouth through the schoolyard where I heard about it, was exposed to it, and then, of course, when the anime came, and we can get into the history later, which I know we will, um, that's kind of what, what really hooked me to be like, I need to play the games and get the exper- like experience this myself and not just hear it you know, through word of mouth. And... Um, but it was an amazing Christmas, played the heck out of it, and became obsessed. And I was definitely one of the individuals who bought into Pokemania in the late 90s and right into the Y2K. So um, been a huge Pokemon fan ever since. I kind of dropped away post-Gen 3, um, but I picked back up when Sword and Shield came in. And then I got absolutely hooked on the trading card game most recently. Yeah. When the drought happened, I think post-pandemic of like you couldn't find any cards that's when I got hooked into it. But now you can find the endless supply. Yeah, you could find an endless supply now, which is so funny. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was that was my introduction. And Blue ended up being my favorite, I think. And because Blastoise was my favorite Pokemon until this guy in the background. Uh, for those, this is a podcast. Uh, fat boy over there. <laughs> uh, good old Snorlax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Snorlax ended up, uh, I think he's my forever favorite now as an adult. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's my spiel. Shannon. Shannon, popcorn. Woo! Uh, popcorn, whoever. Um, I will say, just real quick, like Snorlax, just as in general, don't we all feel a little bit more like Snorlax as we grow up? Oh, 100%. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, as a kid, we're like, who's this sleepy guy? I've started guy? looking like Snorlax, so yeah. <laughs> For those of you, this is a podcast, and uh, no, just... Uh, <laughs> so... For, I think this is funny because, um, you know, when I was 10, I woke up, uh, I was late. No, Um, (laughs) I started with the Pokemon show for me. I actually was not into the games till much later, but I started with the Pokemon show as a kid, probably before I was 10. um, And I was really into it. My dad at the time, well, still, he is a comic book collector, owns his own store, loves that kind of nerd stuff. So when he saw I liked something that he had access to, he bought me like a bunch of Pokemon cards. He's like, here, you like this show? Great. He even got me like this, um, it was like a Pokeball that um, like opened, like you could press the button and it would open and there was a golden card inside. And the golden card was- Those are Burger um, King. Were those from Burger yeah. King? Was yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I never knew where he got it, but I knew that he <laughs> was like, you like Pokemon. It's just, it's just his way. You know, it's like a dad's way. Oh, you like something here. Let me buy it for you and show you I care and I notice or whatever. So he'd buy me all this stuff, bought me all these, these cards that I was like, cool. And then I just like put them in a big binder or whatever. Um, but I didn't have a lot of people to talk about it with or like really get into it with. I think just being like, a gal in a small like community i was like whatever um my dad sold them he took the cards back 
to his store and sold them later. So I don't even have my well, old cards. He's like, you're not into that anymore. So I'll the just- The story went from wholesome to uh, villain origin story so like, fast. Yeah, he I, did. I, I was gonna ask you if you still had them because the value of Gen the 1 val- cards yeah. is just like unbelievable. No, I I honestly I feel like think- you gotta throw out the whole dad now. He's ruined. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, he does this. He's like, oh, you're into Yu-Gi-Oh now? He'll buy me all that. Gets me like a, but he's like, I don't have a case for these. Here's a pile. Like other people will sell stuff to him as a comic book store owner. And he's like, oh, well, my child likes this. Let me give it to to my child. Maybe they'll find something to do with it. It's a toy. It's a card or whatever. But I still can't believe he took my Pokemon cards. He also took my original. He got it a yard sale, the Nintendo, like the that are, yes. you can't even buy anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, the ones with the big cartridges this big. And he sold that too. So, you know, go figure. But <laughs> this is more of just like airing grievances, I feel. No. This turned into, Still hey, how did him. you like? Yeah. Still love him. <laughs> Thanks, Shannon. Hey. Cheering a lot. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Now when he gives me stuff, I hide it. So he can't find it to sell later. So we're all welcome, good. We're all good. Welcome back to our Festivus episode. <laughs> yeah. Just in time yeah, for, the, for, the, for the next, for the rest and of the airing grievances. And that's when I Pizza decided. <laughs> But later when I got into video games, like I want to say it wasn't until college when I was dating someone into Pokemon and he was like, hey, try, try this game, try Pokemon Pearl, see if you like it. And I was like, this is so much fun that I got really into the games, but I was chronically, I could not finish the Pokemon games. And I think this is just, I don't know if anyone has this, but I loved it so much that I didn't want it to end. And I would play for like eight hours and then I'd go to sleep and then I'd wake up and I'd play it and then I'd go to sleep and I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, I need a break. And then that break would be years long (laughs) and I would just never pick it up again. So I wanna say it was last year or the year before I beat my very first Pokemon game. Congratulations. Um, but I had played so many of them. I'd played Pokemon Green, Pokemon uh, Pearl and Diamond. I can't remember which of the two I started with, but that was my first. And then I played Sword and Shield was the one I beat. I loved Sun and Moon. I didn't play Ultra Sun or Moon, but I've heard those were really, really good as well. Like yeah. So lots of fun. The grind on those early games is real. So mm-hmm. I don't blame you for not, no not finishing the, some of those earlier games. And I do think like I was into the grind at some like level too. Like I didn't mind that kind of aspect, but at some point it was just like getting towards the end. And I was just so, I guess either if if it was worried that it was gonna end or it was just the excitement of it because of the grinding just kind of made me fall out, but I still loved it. You know, it was still very fun. Mm-hmm. Great games, very fun. That's my, that's my Pokemon origin story. And I guess my dad's villain origin story. So thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Doubled up, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got into, I think I got in the, I think I got in both the show and the game around the same time. Cause it just kind of started blowing up when I was in sixth, seventh grade, I think it was. So our good buddy Tate was super into it. And I was like, well, I usually like the things he likes, but everything else, Cause just started blowing up everywhere. I'm like, I don't know. This seems like a kid's show kind of thing. And then I watched a few things. I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm hooked. And I started playing the game and I got real into it and I got a red version. So I played through all of that. And then all our friends uh, started playing as well. And like when we go on field trips, like we would like leak cable up and we would battle or we would trade if we could. And then the card game came out and that blew up. A few of our friends played it every once in a while, but we were more collectors. I remember like 
My mom was super cool about it. She'd go on her lunch break and get me booster packs at the local shop. I think I collected the cards up until like the third or fourth booster set, and then I kind of fell off, but then I was still playing the games. And Did even, you sell them later? Uh, <laughs> no, I still, I still got most of them. Uh, they're from my dad's house, and you really need to go get them and just see what's all up in there. Um, mm -hmm. Just checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I still got them somewhere. Your mom, my dad, war. Maybe your mom could convince my dad to like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, me or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Side tangent. My mom's great about that kind of stuff. Whenever, you know, growing up, you're like, oh, I'm too cool for this now. I'm in high school. Um, I just want to get rid of all these old toys. And my mom's like, no, you love those toys. We're keeping them. So I still have most of my toys because my you mom refused to give me. away. I know you're not actually cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You'll want this back. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I still got a whole, like, most of my old Transformers and Ninja Turtles and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so uh, I got into the game and the show just a little bit later than everybody else at the time. Uh, but when Gen 2 came out with Gold and Silver, Nintendo Power, that I was getting a couple of magazines for, had a really cool deal where you got the game and the player's guide for, like, a discounted price. And I, like, talked my parents into it, like, hey, I want this to be my, I was a birthday present or something, whenever it came Oof. out. Um, and they went for it. And yeah, so it was cool. I remember getting gold, uh, gold version. Gold? No, I got silver. I got silver uh, in the mail with a cool player's guide and like just played the hell out of it. So gold and yeah. silver to this day, I, I want to say are the, in my opinion, and I know I'm yeah. jumping the gun. It's just like the best gen overall. Oh, nice. I, I, yeah. Oh no, I haven't played that one. Guys, uh oh. Oh no. Now I gotta play that one. Yeah. But yeah, I vividly remember that. That's why that when you are just like when the marketing for the, the new Gen 2 came out. Yeah. So Brian's just opening up a whole gate of nostalgia, bringing that up. Yeah. That's what we're here for. But I think after that, Crystal I, I remains kind of one of my all time favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I fell off for a long time after that. Um, I think I, yeah, I skipped third generation, third through like fifth or sixth, I think. And then in college, I like picked it back up because again, Tate was like, are you playing these games? Like they've updated so much and there's so much fun still. And then, you know, hearing from everybody else, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll try it out. And I picked up a, a DS maybe? No, oh, I picked up one of the, the handheld consoles at the time uh, and then picked up the leaf green and played through that mm -hmm. just kind of like, get back into it but now it's like full-on color and a remake and then uh started out with e or, uh, x and then i think i played black too and just yeah i went through the catalog again and at that time was just when um the alolan uh sun and moon came out and i loved those games so and basically been playing ever since and uh you know in related tate news shout out to tate uh every time a new game comes out we always check with each other to see which one we're going to get and we'd get the opposite one and that way we can nice. trade and stuff. But yeah, every pretty much every generation sets. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Bryce, your turn. My origin story without all of the like sad mm -hmm. tragedy is pretty similar to <laughs> Shannon's origin story here. So I didn't I I didn't have a Game Boy. You know, there were I, I have five brothers and sisters. If I got a Game Boy, we'd all have to have Game Boys. So one Super Nintendo worked. The Super Game Boy would have solved this problem, and I don't know why that wasn't the solution we all gunned for, but yeah. it <laughs> it was not in the cards. So uh, I got into Pokemon pretty much through the show. Uh, you know, that half hour commercial that came on at 7 a.m. every morning just before I walked down the street to go to school. So uh, my best friend in elementary school, Charles, 
he had a copy and so I'd occasionally watch him play. I think he had a Tamagotchi of Pikachu. Oh possibly. yeah. Remember those? Um, I know he had a Rancor and that was super cool. And I played with that one all the time, but I think <laughs> maybe even Bridget might've had a Tamagotchi of, of Pikachu at some point, uh-huh. but we loved the show and we watched it all the time. And then Pokemon Snap came out and yeah, I, for whatever reason during the Nintendo 64, didn't get any of like the main titles. Like I didn't get Zelda. I didn't get Mario. I didn't get Star Fox. Like I always got the weird offshoot stuff. Yeah. So I didn't get Pokemon Snap, but Every single time I went to my friend Garrett's house, I played the heck out of Pokemon Snap. Nice. I absolutely loved Pokemon Snap. It was so much fun. Didn't really understand how to play the, the card game, so didn't really play the card game. <laughs> Did anyone? And just, just kind of absorbed I, Pokemon I, in every other <laughs> facet. Which is crazy, because I had a poster with all 150 Pokemon, mm-hmm. and... I could, you could say like three words to describe one and I would tell you exactly who it was. Like I had them all memorized and for whatever reason, uh, I just, I never got around to playing them. And then as an adult, I wound up getting uh, a Game Boy Advance and backwards compatibility will always, you know, drag me in. So I wound up (laughs) getting Pokemon Red and then right back into the Shannon origin story of I play for a bunch and then I'd be like I'm going to sit down for a minute and I need a break and then three months to a year later I'd be like oh yeah I got to get to that next town and then I'd open it up and then I would fight for about an hour trying to figure out where the hell I was and then the next day I would remember where I was and I would actually like get back into it play for a while set it down I still have not actually beaten Pokemon Red (laughs) you busted out I remember you yeah, you I do. You I tried, and then yeah. I play for a while, and I make decent headway. Yeah, um, we I tried have... streaming that. I think you tried streaming that at one point. <laughs> we were doing a lot of Twitch streams of like, "Here's my playthrough of Red," and yeah, that it, it just was, died. It was it was not successful. I did play through all of Puzzle <laughs> League on the Switch like virtual console thing they've got going on. And uh, wait, Pokemon Puzzle League's available on the Switch? It's on- I thought it was just the trading card. No, no. So the Puzzle League both on, on the sixty-four is on. The- oh, the board. yeah. I'm and thinking the- Puzzle yes. Challenge, which is Game Boy. <coughs> and then the Game Boy right. has, well, has that's the trading card game. Yeah. Well, no, that's Game Boy sorted. I was going to say Game Boy also has an iteration of Puzzle League. It's called oh, Puzzle I mean, Challenge. Sorry, the Game Boy yeah. Virtual Console. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you, you. go. <gasps> Look at it. Oh, this is so a podcast. Cute. This is a podcast. To answer. Oh, and there is Pichu and Pikachu yeah, dancing around man. with little blocks. Oh, on the cartridge there. I love I, um, seeing old big cartridges. Like they just don't make them like that anymore. They make them not tasty, but they just don't make them like that anymore. To answer Shannon's uh, question about the trading card game, I feel like when it first released in the States, everyone just wanted to trade, right? That was the gimmick. Yeah. I remember there being a Pokemon trading card day at Toys R Us where you actually played other yeah. people. You So you could bring in your cards oh. from like three hours and play casually against other people. And that was when I tried to play, but I didn't really know strategy really or anything. Understand. I lost yeah. everything. Yeah. Now, as an adult, though, I play a lot of the Pokemon trade card game because they, they basically made it iteration, just like all trading card games. They made ver- digital iterations that you could play for free mm. on Steam and on your PC and mobile. I highly recommend it if you want to learn and get into it. And that's yeah. it's addicting. I love 
trading card games and board I games. I didn't learn how to play aspects. the trading card game until 2021, I think. It was like at a WonderCon or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, because nice. I started getting back into it for shits and, and games. I, I, and yeah, it was at a con. Yeah, I, took, I was like, I'm going to sit down and do a demo at yeah. WonderCon. It's, and I have questions. Is it kind of like a deck builder? Like, do you kind of it build is. a yes. deck? Like, you want the evolutions of your Pokemon to be able to use. Okay, so I have only played it as a game once as when I was a babysitter, and I knew for a fact this was not how you played the game. But solid but babysitter would, points for- Yeah, we, oh, we would spend hours with games and stuff like that. They were super into Pokemon, so th- we loved that. But we would play the game kind of like how you would play War where you would each have a stack of Pokemon uh, and you would flip it up and whoever had more attack power to kill the other hit points of the other person faster would win both Poke cards and then you'd keep going. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Like a yeah. Solid I mean, it's about as complicated. As I it like is. that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a good way to get into it at a young, you know, just in general for first time players. Brian and uh, Bryce will laugh. That's that's how I used to play Magic the Gathering when I first started, <laughs> when, when Magic was around in the 90s and I had no idea mm-hmm. how to play that as well. But now I do. I'm slow. It's still around. It's still around. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's still big. It's still huge. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into it Magic now. Oh. I learned to play Pokemon. Yeah. Which is wild because there, I mean, strategy there. Yep. But uh, yeah, my nerd, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nerd alert, nerd alert. Highly recommend um, the Game Boy game, uh, Pokemon trade card game for yep. first time players. It really teaches. I mean, that's how I learned eventually how to play it. That was my first actual way of playing the trading card game, and it was addicting. That Game Boy game is a lot of fun if really you haven't is. played it. Yeah. Um, not to not to derail our, our flow. I've I've never played the card game i have collected some of the cards because bulbasaur uh but so on the the ds game or the the video game the game boy game is can you trade cards with other players or no yes like if you had Uh, like the link cable or link cable yes yes you would be able to play other players and trade packs and cards through the link cable and then of course now just on that topic for those who play it digitally now every time you buy a physical pack of cards you get digital codes so you actually Mm -hmm. get it's it's like when you buy a pack you get two packs you get the digital version what but the the cool thing is you don't get the exact same cards so your digital booster pack will be completely different than the booster pack you bought in in physical form so if you're into it's a great way to i mean that's like one of my favorite related news i have it put mine stuff in so great I have a another thing for me to get into of those free packs <laughs> hey when you do yeah. let me know i i'm obsessed with pokemon the trade card game yeah, right man. now at least digitally all of us yeah. should just like play but <laughs> we'll just throw in a real quick fun question real quick yeah, just yeah. a quick question so those too. of us who started the uh on the video games or play the video games uh what's your favorite starter pokemon dave let's go with you of all the which gen- wait which gen I, or whatever. all gens Whichever. all gens Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The right answer is this guy. <laughs> my number one favorite starter, my number one favorite Pokemon. 
Yeah, this was my first starter on Blue, mm-hmm. uh, and I still have my original. My well, he's evolved into Venusaur. He's a big boy now, right, but so, Bulbasaur yeah. is my guy. In fact, this is a podcast, uh, so, so guys, it is Bulbasaur, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, we have to actually. Say <laughs> it is a podcast. <laughs> this so guy. He, Wait, he, he this held up a very cute <laughs> little. Now this is a pop. This is a figure pop. Pop, this is a pop, pop. Yeah. a Funko Pop. It is, and Bulbasaur. so is this one. Ooh. This also is a Bulbasaur <laughs> Pop. This one is flocked, so he's fuzzy. Ooh, fuzzy flocked. Yeah, this one is a 3D printed Bulbasaur that the guy who came to, pr- to repair my washing machine gave me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> because he's a Pokemon nerd, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> Nice. We find Nick, each other. What do you got? I'm. I, it seems like there's everyone's pretty much Bulbasaur. I, I don't want to take a guess on Brian's. I won't steal your thunder, but I do have a nice gut guess on your favorite. But mine is hands down Squirtle, 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 Squirtle Gang for life. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big water. <laughs> if I was a trainer, I'd be water and or ice um, for my my um, actual elementals for Pokemon. But yeah, Squirtle was my absolute favorite. He was my first. I picked Blastoise. Come on, who doesn't love a giant kaiju <laughs> turtle with can't like tank cannons on his back? Super soldiers. come on, yeah. so badass! It's a, it's a nice um, design. Yeah, it's a. Nice but then the, the Squirtle Squad in the anime show like oh, that made so me good. fall in love with them oh, so much. Oh, absolutely! The glasses, the glasses, <laughs> yes. genius. Yeah. yeah. So, so squ- Squirtle is my favorite. Um, Runner-up would be Froakie uh, because oh. Greninja is like one of my later favorite yeah. water types. Uh, yeah. Just so badass too, like Shinobi Pokemon uh-huh. with his tongue mm-hmm. as the scarf. Yeah. Such a great oh, design yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, Squirtle. Nice. It's a great design, but it's kind of gross. I mean, I can't do it myself. So this is a podcast, and everyone just tried to lick their ear. Yeah, <laughs> Brian, I, I well, can't get close. Uh, I'm going to even everything out. Charmander, that's my guy. Oh, like from the first time, and, and pretty much any other time, I can pick Charmander. Like that's that's my dude. Yeah, big yeah. giant fire breathing mm-hmm. dragon. Like hell yeah, all about that. As someone who's never beaten Red, and is only and still haven't hasn't even started his copy of silver like i really can't say anything other than who i actually started with which mm-hmm. is plant butt uh which is what i named him <laughs> in the game yeah plant butt this guy? is uh yeah plant bulbasaur butt. bulbasaur okay <laughs> bulbasaur was who i picked uh because mostly for strategy i knew that the first several gyms he was either going to be unaffected or strong against them and i was like cool this will get me where i need to go mm-hmm. and then as soon as i got i don't know I'm, i think i have to go take Machamp somewhere um but anyway, hmm. so I'm, nice. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where in this game I'm actually stuck. Yeah, that's half. But half yeah, half the time, yeah. Uh, my starter, my starter was was Bulbasaur. But after watching a bunch of this ultimate, whatever they're called, ultimate adventures. Oh yeah, I feel like we watched a little bit of the show last night. I gotta, I gotta try. Uh, what's his name? Grookey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my starter. Grookey's cool. So Grookey's I typically cool. always go for Fire type um, until Grookey came along because he has evolved form, plays drums, and. Phil didn't know yeah. I, I play drums. And so I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I'll I'll get yeah. the, I'll, you're going to get all the starters anyways. But I'm like, no, this is, this will be my guy for this game. So, yeah. I think anyways, in all so. honesty, even though I would probably maybe go with, I would go with Bulbasaur for second. I would say second Bulbasaur is my favorite starter. But that's because I didn't start playing like red. Mm-hmm. 
Leaf Green wasn't my first game, mm -hmm. right? So for me, I would have to go with Piplup. Is that Piplup there? One of these is Piplup. My, uh, this is oh. a podcast, guys. <laughs> so I am wearing little dangly charms that I got at the Pokemon Center in Japan oh, on my awesome. earrings, which yeah. is very cool. So that's my little Piplup. I also have Shinx on that's this ear. Nice. Um, but yeah, so oh. he was my first. And I do agree, water types are very fun. Um, so are grass types. Uh, but they're all great. The, yeah. the, the starters are wonderful, guys. The only thing I was ever mad about ever in my life was picking Litten, because I'm a cat lover. And then when Litten was fully evolved, um, shooting fire would be out of um, its groin and not the mouth. <laughs> that bothered me so much. You have no idea. You have no, because when he's when he's little, it's cute. The fire's coming out of his mouth, but then he's a big sumo wrestler going like this, and the fire's shooting out his belt area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Piplup's a good one. Yeah. I mean, come on, giant battling penguin? That's yeah. just as cool as turtle with guns. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So Pal World. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, more yeah. on that later. <laughs> mm. we'll more on that later. Yeah. More on that later. Well, Bryce, what do you got for us now? Okay, so uh, let's. I'm going to take you back in time. I love the time machine. Okay, so we're going back. How many times are we going to say that? Just for the record, on this podcast, I think we eclipsed especially because Shannon is here. Is going to happen probably a lot. And it's even worse because we're on video and now we're yeah. like using mm -hmm. visual aids yeah. and remembering oh yeah we can't do that uh so uh back in time this game and obviously anybody else who's got extra little factoids can jump on in is uh is created by a man named satoshi tajiri and he was a kid who liked nature and liked bugs and he would go around in his like local area in Japan and he would go and collect various just little bugs and he'd go outside and he'd play and he was so good at it that like he was kind of revered as like Mr. Bug by all the uh, all the all the kids that you know knew him in school and one day they paved paradise and put in the parking lot for an arcade and the place where he went to go and like look for like little bugs and stuff had was now a building and urban development had like ruined his like little nature place and especially for those of us who you know really do need something to fidget with uh there is a lot of solace that can be found in a in a nice little park or, or in a, a little spot of nature where development hasn't happened yet. And with this, you know, new building showing up, it's like, oh, this is, you know, kind of sad. So he goes inside to see what this is and then discovers that he's absolutely in love uh, with video games. And so he, he kind of goes in the reverse of what your first character in Pokemon does in that, in the first, at the very beginning of the game, he sets down his controller and he goes outside, walks past his mom who's just watching TV and goes outside. Eventually Game Freak makes the game that he really wants that recaptures his childhood. In the Big Hit Show, which is a great podcast I recommend everybody listens to. Uh, we're not sponsored by them, but that's okay. Uh, there's a whole season on Pokemon and they talk about this. And, you know, he, he talks about how this whole idea was getting outside, you know, getting away from, from just being stuck indoors all the time. <laughs> anyway, so Satoshi Tajiri eventually creates or makes the game 
And in this insane twist of events, it goes from this little game made by this company that doesn't really even do games to the largest IP in the world. Like, mm-hmm. Pikachu's bigger than Mickey Mouse. Yeah. That's insane. You know, and now, like, you know, 20 years later after that, we have 2016, the uh, the last summer of peace in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closest we've ever been to achieving world peace, Pokemon Go, yeah. where <laughs> this game that comes from this nostalgia for the ability to go outside and just go and play and be friends with everybody and go collect with each other and talk to each other and, and you know, enjoy that now is happening in real life through Pokemon, which is just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. What's wild is Nintendo literally had no high expectations at all for the release of this game coming from, you know, uh, the Game Freak side. They yeah. thought Red and Green were just going to sell mediocre. There was no nothing to be, like, had from this title or this new franchise. A lot of it had to do with the game was kind of being released on the Game Boy at the end of its life cycle, so right before Pocket and Game Boy Color came around. But overall, this was... Everyone thought this would be just a game that's released and people would play it and put it to the side. But yeah, of course, to your point, Bryce, uh, and we'll we'll get more into Pokemania, just blew up. And, you know, it became kind of a, like a stay in pop culture, time yeah. timeless, if you will. The ongoing well, I mean, zeitgeist. Because like Pokemon is like Pikachu is bigger than Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and Mario was like, I mean, Mario is man. still the mascot for Nintendo. Pikachu has eclipsed him. Star Wars, I think, is like the fifth largest IP in the world or something mm-hmm. like that. And like Mickey Mouse is somewhere within in between yeah. those two. But like Pikachu is literally number one. And I think the testament to to the franchise itself and much like what I was saying earlier is that there's all these other ways to enjoy this franchise. And it's just so expansive that every couple of years something else will drag me back in at least to the franchise mm-hmm. whether that be pokemon snap new pokemon snap yeah. the show uh a movie like i was starting to fall off from watching pokemon because we had switched to dish and we didn't get local channels anymore so i couldn't watch ktla oh, yeah. we didn't have wb on our on our like program mm-hmm. and then the movie came out and it was like i have to have this i have to go get that Mewtwo <laughs> card yeah and, yeah the card mm-hmm. and movies, yeah. like and go see this and so every couple of years pokemon just gets you grabs yeah. you right back and i think that that's that's something really impressive yeah. but talking is ex- exclusively to the origin of the actual game itself because obviously like satoshi Chijiri and that whole part of the story i think just fascinates me and then uh as i've mentioned in multiple other podcasts when america starts to get really afraid of the new popular thing i also really like talking about yeah. that but yeah. uh and there's a whole bunch to say about that whether or not pokemon is satanic whether or not pokemon is japan <laughs> trying to win the culture war yeah uh like you can in civ 5 um whatever you know that happens at least the original pokemania i feel like that is nick's kind of research wheelhouse so nick can yeah. you talk to us about that you know so, uh, oh my gosh Please remind me of the creator. I don't want to butcher it. Satoshi Tajiri. Satoshi. Satoshi is Ash's name in the Japanese version. (gasps) There you go. Satoshi's team, right? Small, uh, small developers working with 
Nintendo to license a game. And uh, it was released in Japan around 96, which is so funny because it was released right when the Game Boy Pocket came out. So everyone thought that was just marketing ploy to promote the new iteration of the Game Boy. Like Pocket, Pocket Monsters. Monsters. Yeah. Yep. Was the name of, for the, re the reason why it's Pokemon, for those who did not know, Pokemon is Pocket Monsters overall in Japanese, <laughs> the abbreviation. Um, but it ended up, I mean, ended up benefiting both, right? Uh, and the, the success just blew up from each, which is crazy. But in Japan, it was red and green versus what we received, uh, red and blue. And the reason we received blue, there was an actual iteration, which kind of was the equivalent to Pokemon Yellow here. Pokemon Blue in Japan was the limited edition or plus up with new sprites. Um, it was to celebrate the million copies sold of Red and Green, um, and it offered a huge success. Nintendo thought 300,000 would be expected to be sold, but over 600,000 were actually ordered for Pokemon Blue specifically. So all that hype overseas, you know, this game had to be released globally which it did eventually we received pokemon red and blue in north america um dating back i want to say in 90 98 was when we got it actually yeah so we actually got it much later than when it debuted <laughs> in 96 so we two two years later us got to enjoy it and that is when Pokemania kind of blew up. Um, and that was a term coined by Time USA Today and some of the big publications in the United States. The release of the games came out when the anime made its way dubbed to the US as well. Uh, and it was just a cultural phenomenon selling out in toys, the iteration of the trading cards. It was a fever. It was a fever that didn't need more cowbell at all. Um, Any more Pikachu. Any more we got Pikachu. It. 100 yeah. percent um but that 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 was the i guess explosion of this franchise heading into <clears throat> the millennium for sure in y2k the movie came out i believe in 2000 following the release of the games and the show and everyone just could not get enough of of pokemon for sure and, something that's and, really interesting about the show too is unlike most shows that were popping into you know various channels Pokemon didn't have a specific channel. So it was on Fox. It was on WB. It was on all these other things. So it was everywhere. Yeah. Like you could mm -hmm. see this on all sorts of channels. Like they went directly into syndicating. And that allowed for <laughs> this just mass exposure mm -hmm. to for, you know, kids like me who didn't even have a Game Boy to memorize literally every 150 Pokemon <laughs> and be able to sing the Poke Rap. Yeah. You know, was it the Poke Rap? Like the was it the Poke Rap that did it for it, you? I mean, that helped it's, you. A, it's a training <laughs> exercise. If they had done yeah, that with you know, historical figures, I might actually know something. But <laughs> these sorts of things, like, were were just this brilliant advertisement to just push this product even further, so that even if you didn't have collect like a Game Boy or cards, you still had this access this access to yeah. what everyone what what the cool thing was yeah which is something that's kind of rare sometimes like oh everyone's watching this cool show on cartoon network not everybody has cartoon network yeah you know but th this everyone could get it yeah and, and it's it kind of a times, leveler and because it was on different channels you can get it different times of the day yeah mm -hmm. so you hit it in the morning get it in the yeah i watched it before school. school but so many other people watched it yeah. after school yeah they got or saturday mornings mm -hmm. too yeah mm -hmm. Anyway, back did to you, the game, sorry. <laughs> did you know that, uh, just speaking of the show, did you know that the premiere of the first episode, Ash Gets a Pikachu, was the most, it, it was the most viewed debut cartoon in 
kids WB history. Really? So, wow. I mean, I believe yeah. it, but yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Uh, and that, that is such an iconic episode too. I just remember him running into his PJs and getting shocked yeah. like religiously. And then there's that that weird innuendo of like Professor Oak hitting on Ash's mom. Yeah. The, uh, Ash, what's your mom doing today? <laughs> I never read into that. I... Well, now you know. You watch oh out though, yeah, because Mr. Mind is hanging around. Yeah. We all know what he's up to. Oh, that don't even get into there's that whole conspiracy I, theory. I have to. Sh- I have to show you at some point after this my favorite ship theory for Ash's mom, but not now. Maybe maybe later. Maybe we'll talk about um, it later. Fair. But yeah, that's basically it. So the games they sold in the first, when they first debuted out here, I believe first sales were like over 200,000. The stores and gaming stores were having trouble keeping inventory in, and that kind of bled into the trading car, car games too. They were they were essentially Toys R Us and anywhere that was selling the cards, they were having, they were struggling. There was like a scarcity in terms of inventory, so they weren't be able to hit their profits. I remember when those stores didn't have the cards, it was a huge thing. And the moment stock came in, it was pandemonium. Like a mob would go. Dude, that was three and, years ago. Yeah. yeah. When, when yeah. the drought happened, that was like that too. Yeah. They were like limiting who could sell it. They started putting them in cases. Like, yeah. Target had them behind glass. Behind balls glass and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Almost Black Friday status of like the early or the late 90s, early 2000s, where like it, you know, people were getting into fights over this. Thing. Pikachu was mm-hmm. the tickle me Elmo of that year. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. But yeah, in, in due part to like Pokemania overall, Nintendo saw literally like a 250% increase in profit from what the note said um, compared to the previous year, which is ridiculous, right? That was 30. I think the Pokemon franchise accounted for 30% of Nintendo's revenue that year, which. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, as we get to the tail end of that, by the end of 2000, when Gen 1 was officially out, the game released in like 70 different countries, which included translations, right? So they 70 different countries in each country had their own exact translation, which is crazy. So all the Pokemon that you know all were translated specifically for the countries and territories, um, which is which is amazing. Uh, so, I mean, I think there was a video that I saw where it was, oh, they took five different people from five different countries and like what are the names of the Pokemon in each country and some of them are actually really hilarious. Um, definitely highly recommend it uh, to YouTube of like Pokemon translations. Good to know. Because uh, something you may see, you know, you know, as Pikachu sounds completely different speaking of in French. <laughs> so, but that's, that's, I mean, Pokemania eclipsed in 2000 bleeding into um, the much, you know, w- once the craze kind of like settled down as we kind of evened out of 2001 heading into gen 2 you start seeing more of like the rival titles too uh, or the rivals right so digimon monster rancher and so forth anyone trying to compete Yu-Gi-Oh as well i think that's when it started getting convoluted gold and silver was the the i guess the setting sun of the initial pokemania but then as new generations kept coming out people kept returning and i think that's kind of just the general and the last thing I'll say is just what you've been seeing is with each generation launch, maybe with Scarlet and Shield, the franchise is here to stay, but that that initial burst of when the games get released is like you can't beat that hysteria and, and craziness uh, for each debut of the new gen or new 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 iteration and, of the mainline game. 
if I can add to that, even the cards themselves, like there's was such a big hype over what was the last card? The new 151 or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I actually went to Japan last summer, which was very fun. But when I was there, they were very strict about who could buy the cards because that was something my, you know, collector dad was like, get me a pack. Um, and it was it was impossible. Like even I was standing there at the Pokemon store staring at the racks and they're like, you need to be a member to buy one pack. And, you know, you can only be a member if you're Japanese. So it was very, they were very strict about certain things. And I think... Also, because of that, it's because they've seen the hype with these games, right? Like, they've seen how crazy it can be. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you add to that? Like, when Pokemon Go came out, like, how do you... Nothing is quite that big. Even, like, when the new Mario games come out, even when something yeah. new for Disney comes out, I've never seen hype like I've seen Pokemon hype, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's... And to their credit, like you were saying, the you know, when silver and gold come out, that's kind of when things start to die off. But Pokemon 2000, which is like got Lugia right on the cover is one of the biggest releases of a Japanese film in America, like ever, like it was huge. Mm -hmm. And it, it's one of the, it's that same theme going over and over again that we've been saying about like, just when you think you're out, they drag you right back in, you Mm -hmm. know? And that is something that I think, uh, you know, obviously it still doesn't reach that initial peak, at least not for a while. I I do feel like we got real close in 2016, Yeah, but that initial (laughs) peak of, of Pokemania did have that little whoop at the end. Uh, so this is a podcast and whoop is when I uh, stick my arm up just a little bit and make a noise that I wasn't aware I was going to make, but it happened. So we're all here now. You all heard it. Uh, mm-hmm. We haven't recorded, so you can't yeah, deny yes, it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were talking about Pokemon. It, it starts to die off um, from, I mean, not die off, but it starts to, you know, calm down. We're not going as crazy. It does, you're right, it does get a little diluted. Yu-Gi-Oh! kind of comes in and takes over the card side of things. Mm-hmm. Digimon, I think, tries, but doesn't necessarily go that far. Digimon was mostly an advertisement for Tamagotchis, like, without actually doing it very well, because uh, it gets away from itself. Not to mention a dub that is just, like, outrageous, but that's a whole nother podcast. But Digimon does convolute it a little bit. And I feel like there's some, you know, counterculture type kids who are like, well, I like this one because it's different and not as popular, you know. And don't get me wrong, I love Digimon. I didn't have Pokemon in the afternoons because I didn't have WB. So Digimon was (laughs) what I had for a minute. And it's fine, (laughs) you know. They can talk. That's cool. There were some cool designs. I don't think their evolutions were as... Sensical? Like, um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, one of Seamless. them turns into a pile of guns. Like <laughs> uh, One turns into a cactus on. with boxing gloves. So yeah, that was one of my favorites. There's a cat <laughs> that turns into an angel. Which is awesome. There's like what looks like a fuzzy jelly bean with... Because everybody knows cats are the lazy agents of Satan. <laughs> yeah, that, no that was inaccurate. Me, yeah. me looking over at my... Sorry, Shannon, kidding. no offense. Yeah, yeah, there's... I mean, kind of. <laughs> Did any of you have the Digimon Tamagotchi? Or, like, that was, like... the Digimon's big thing was, I mean, digital monsters, right? So they yeah. had to differentiate somehow. And I think they were trying to... When the Tamagotchi fad was big in the early 2000s, I think that's how they were trying to hook on. They, yeah. they tried to hook on to that versus... 
what Pokemon was doing, right? They were in, trying in the to console be space. Yeah, they were trying to be a male Tamagotchi, like a Tamagotchi yeah, for yeah. boys was yeah. essentially their their goal there. And then with the show, I am assuming they're trying to compete with Pokemon, but it just doesn't have that doesn't kind of slap craze. nearly as hard as, as yeah. Pokemon's music <laughs> slaps. Okay, before we move on to Dave's, how did he get grabbed and dragged back in? I have another question for you guys. Who did you name, or what did you name your rival? Oh yeah. <laughs> I I shamelessly, well, yeah, shamelessly named him after the bullies that made fun of me in school, so. Okay. Fair, yeah. Oh, don't, don't be sad, <laughs> so, it's okay. So this is- I beat him, I beat him, okay? <laughs> I, 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 that was my way yeah. of fighting back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Okay, that's now we've I got did. your sad story. My <laughs> villain is my father, yours is the bullies at school. <laughs> Um, Dave, did you but yeah, name yours? I named mine Brian after my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so bullies, yeah, yeah. I, well, um, no, see, I'm the oldest. I've I've always been kind of a softy, and you know, until we were, let's see, about nine and ten, I guess. Brian was definitely the uh, the uh, the aggressor in our in our day to day existence, and. Finally, I had this epiphany one day as he was chasing me through the house. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm bigger than him. Why am I, why am I letting this happen? So I turned around and popped him one, and you know that changed the dynamic a little bit. We still fought a lot, but I was a lot more willing to engage at that point after that. So, uh, you know, so Brian was just the first name that popped into my head for my rival. Mm-hmm. So there was before I I jumped onto the bully train. There was a moment when I wanted purity, right? So I did leave him as Gary because that was one of the options. Yes. I think it was like Blue Gary taking after the anime, and I think I named mm-hmm. I, I didn't name my character Nick. It was Ash, right? So I wanted to have that identity to I'm the anime. Link and Zelda, I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Link and Zelda mm-hmm. and the save files for for those games. And then that was <clears throat> not to, I mean, kind of a similar thing, just nicknames in general. I just kept my Pokemon the name of the Pokemon because, like, you didn't really think of, I don't think the anime ever touched on nicknames. I think they, they no. briefly here or there passively. They but, do in the ultimate one, like, that yeah. Bernice. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm going to call you Dustmoth. <laughs> but the, but all the characters were like, this is my Eevee, my Eevee. Like, that's how they differentiate. Yeah. It was, like, weird. So yeah, squirrel, I, it's a bunch of squirrels yeah. that say squirrel that are named squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and also, in the games, they don't say their names. The only one who does is Pikachu. They have a Pikachu. cry, yeah. They yeah. all have a cry, and Pikachu's cry sounds like Pikachu. But in the yeah. show, they were all... I think part of it was that they wanted us to learn the Pokemon, to feel connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, um, it, it, what's, what's funny is Charizard didn't, though, too. Char- Charizard didn't say his name at all. Oh. He was the only one that, yeah. He did he so ever Char- make a cry? Did he have a? He, he had like a. He, he was rah. silent and raw. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, purity into bullies. That was that was mine. Uh, Bryce Guys, Bryan, I I always have. Um, well, I named my rival Gary because I thought he was a piece of work in the show. But I also um, I really liked uh having a theme when i would name my pokemon i feel like this is like a a proper segue right like how do you name your pokemon if you nickname them um and for pokemon leaf green i went with like 
Greek goddesses. And I made sure all my Pokemon that I kept in my party were women as well. I was very on that. So when I got to, if you guys are familiar, you get to a point where you get an Eevee from the lab. Um, The amount of times I had to reset that game because getting a female Eevee is only a 12.5 probability actually. And most people, they see Eevee and they think like automatically girl, which makes me mad because it's actually very statistically difficult to get an Eevee girl. I would know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I put in the work. I put in the work, okay. And it was worth it in the end. But I thought that was the coolest naming scheme I ever came up with. And then the other one, the other themes were definitely not as fun. Although I did have a Pokemon named Zappy McDuck, and that was pretty good. That was a pretty good one. That's awesome. Okay, but now, now that you've brought it up, what uh, what did you name your female Eevee? Oh yeah. You know what? I'd have to boot up the game to see if I can remember. Um, but I okay. Yeah, I. You know what? I will get back to you on that because I know one okay. of my Pokemon was Aphrodite. And sure. I can't remember was if that Jinx? was. Tell me it was Jinx. <sighs> I don't know if it was Eevee or it might have honestly been Bulbasaur. I don't know. I don't Fair. remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I named my Mankey Clubamank. Oh, that's good. After Clubalang. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he fights and that, that worked for me. And I named obviously my Bulbasaur plant butt. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah good one. That's and your and your rival dude was like was something else as well. Like I I had a, at least a few names, but then I started like putting them in storage, and then it would come time to organize my storage. I'd be like, "What the fuck is that? I don't know what that is." And it'd be some stupid name that I gave it before I like went to the Poké Center. I was like, "Ah, go to the professor. Yeah. It's fine." And so like I'd go into the PC and go, "I I don't <laughs> I don't know who any of these Pokemon are." <laughs> Yeah, because they only had a finite number of sprites, you know, based yeah, on, I, on like the type it was. So Yeah, I had to start yeah. like limiting how much I was naming my Pokemon because yeah. you know, like there's some that you remember, like I think Ducks is a far fetched. Um and that's the one you mm-hmm. like trade with yeah, the guy. Trade, that's the one you trade for, yeah. 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 And and a couple of those. Actually, yeah, the ones that you trade with early on in the games usually come with a nickname. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Marcel is the Mr. Mime. Marcel. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's that, that that that's all I remember about that. Yeah. Okay, so Dave, how did this? Uh, how did man, we're getting back on topic here? How did, well, I need my guy, douchebag. You did not. I love that yeah. shitbag. <laughs> yeah, shitbag uh, so was I, one. I think. How on, old were you? How old were you? And you knew to call no, him douchebag. So I'm curious on, about that. I, I did keep it as Gary, and then you know, as I got older, I'm like, I can name him anything I want. And then I started hearing about like all my other friends just coming up with like random names. So like I think I think my gold silver or my silver version is uh, I think he is douchebag. Freaking Professor then, Oak at the very yeah, beginning. Yeah. yeah, douchebags already yeah. come in here and picked and that think, one. And I think uh, <laughs> come here, here's my nephew uh, douchebag. Yeah. Hey douchebag, are you a boy or a girl? Yeah, literally, yeah. And I think yeah. Oh my god, can we talk about that for? Yeah. But not to not to cut you off, Brian. But I'm Brian. I'm glad Brian brought that up when you <laughs> when, when <laughs> Professor Oak is just oblivious to what is he, yeah. he says. Doesn't he say grandson and then asks, "Is it a boy or a girl?" Yeah. Uh, or no, is that like yeah. 
yeah. Like, wow, really struggling with the gender identity yeah. right there. It's a I'm like, he's a professor. Trust me, he's got his degree in something. I'm sure. Yeah, he's absent-minded. Sociology. Yeah. Ah, my 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 they. There yeah. you go. So I think I think when I when I pick back up for uh, like X Y black white that era. I think I real. I think I named one of them asshole. <laughs> before they before they started before they start yeah so in the in the newer Catching versions it. like they 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 put a stop to that all that kind of stuff you can get kind of creative but like they've they've calmed down on the uh, the more unsavory names but yeah <laughs> douchebag <laughs> my true. nephew douchebag was yeah. here earlier <laughs> <laughs> sure as hell he was <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyways <laughs> so. Dave, the state yes. of the games now. They dragged you back. How did they get you back? I, I mentioned earlier that I kind of drifted out, you know, around Gen 5 and part of Gen 6. Mm-hmm. You know, part of that was uh, kind of the repetitive nature of every single game. You know, yeah. you, you grind through to the gym, then you grind to the next one, and then you grind to the one after that. And then the Team Rocket. But also in my personal... Yeah. Yeah, Team Rocket or Team Magma or, you know, whatever. And my personal life, things had kind of gotten a little more complicated. I was in the middle of a divorce. I was single dad in it for the first time. And frankly, I just didn't have the time to play. Yeah. I was too busy herding the Ziglets around on my weeks and on the weeks off, you know, where they were with their mom. I was doing catching up on the laundry and catching up on grading and all the things that I didn't do the when the weeks they were with me because I was busy parenting. Yeah, yeah. For the uh, for the uninitiated, so, the Ziglets are what Dave calls his children. Yeah. <laughs> yes, all three of them. And all three of them are avid Pokemon players. You're welcome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, th- th- they got that from me. They weren't getting that from their mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, sh- no shade to her, to, uh, to my, my ex-wife, the mother of my children. She is a wonderful she's person. She's just not a gamer. And she's a good... And she's not. Well, yeah. that's not exactly true. I will share this one story. So she got into the Zelda games with Majora's Mask and uh, the Ocarina of Time on the N64. And <laughs> watching her play those games used to stress me out because she's not a gamer. And so she'd like jump, but just miss the ledge or, yeah. you know, oh. just it would just stress me out. And so. <laughs> I would tr- I would have to sit behind her while she played, so she couldn't see me reacting to her playing uh, like out of the corner of her eye or anything, because that yeah. would stress her out more, which would stress me out more. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, understandable. But yeah, so like like <laughs> I gave I gave the Z- yeah, so I gave like I I bought uh, Pokemon Black, uh, and then I ended up giving it to one of the Ziglets to play once once they were a little older and. You know, uh, had kind of worked up to that level, and uh, you know, I skipped X and Y entirely. Uh, but then uh, I saw the ads. I, I was at school one day, you know, on the YouTube on my prep period, and you know, somehow some something in the algorithm decided that I needed to see the trailer for uh, Sun and Moon. Oh yeah! And so I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. So oh, I watched the trailer for Sun and Moon. I was like, oh, well now, hello there. You know, it was, I, I'm like, okay, this looks different. It looks 
it, right. it looks like something I'd be interested in yeah. again. Kind and of so, stuff and yeah. I really liked Sun yeah, and Moon. And were, I, I did too. Yeah. Is that the island get, one? Yes. Yes. It gets a lot of, uh, like, people didn't like the Z moves, I think, <laughs> and other stuff, but I thought that was fun. It was something new. I loved the Z moves. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Well, so I get I get the people that a lot of people have, have a fondness for the Mega Evolutions because, you know, that was their first, you know, if, you know mm-hmm. extra, you know, special regional battle thing or whatever. But one of the things I really liked about the Z-Moves is that it made every Pokemon viable for, for, you know, for big battles. So one of the things that I liked about Gen 7, that Sun and Moon, was, you know... Yeah, there's still some grind, but you're not going from gym to gym. You've got these these totem challenges to to navigate. And so instead of having to grind through, you know, the 14 apprentice trainers at the gym, you've <laughs> got to go track down the the big totem monster or Pokemon and, and wrangle them in. Kind of so kind of like so what they revisited with yeah, exactly. You know, and I I like that they've revisited that in uh, uh, Scarlet and Violet with the Titan Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, I just liked the designs. I felt that I felt like Sun and Moon had had really strong new Pokemon for the decks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. well, in it plus, also- I had shoulder. Su- yeah, go ahead. I had shoulder surgery right then, and so while I'm on the the rehab machine, I've got my TV tray. <laughs> And I'm just playing along, you know, you know, and just doing my doing my sun and moon <laughs> as yeah. I'm doing my rehab. Yeah. Well, and it's so, cool too. At, at the time, the uh, so because it was on the two. That's how I got roped 3DS. back in. Yeah. You know, it was on the 2ds and the 3ds, and I think those games really used that the yeah. the, the console's power mm-hmm. more than it had. So it, it had better graphics and you know bigger memory cards, mm-hmm. so it could do a lot more stuff. Yeah. Um, and it just made everything. It felt it felt like a new yeah. the other, Pokemon game rather than just yeah. A rehash. Yeah, and and with the one of the one of the other things that I liked about this, with as much fun as I had with Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, mm. I think were were a big improvement. So with Black and White, they get away from releasing the third game, and that they do sequels. You know, Black Two, White Two. Yeah. And they they kind of skipped over that with X and Y. You know, rumors that there was supposed to be a Pokemon Z. I remember. Yeah. It didn't come to fruition. But uh, but with Sun and Moon, when they released Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, that's the first time we've got a mechanism to catch past legendaries yeah. in the current gen. In fact, I'm <laughs> on my Ultra Sun game. I'm in the middle of soft resetting for a shiny Mewtwo in the, uh, in the wormhole. So... Wish me luck because I've done it a lot so far and I still haven't gotten it. <laughs> I believe that's an. Do you yeah. count? The grind is do still you, real. Do you count your uh, tries? Uh, I am still under odds, but I'm coming up on about 500 soft resets. Oof. So okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole nother grind. I yeah. I can't get into the shining hunting. Yeah, I know. That that has got to be well, a topic you know, at normally, some point too. Yeah. I, I think I put it on. You know, normally I don't. Do, podcast I don't do the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, normally I don't do the shiny, uh, the soft resetting in the in the wormhole for the legendaries, mm-hmm. but you know I just I really want a shiny Mewtwo, and <laughs> you know I get you. 
I've I start I started to kind of mess around with that in Let's Go Eevee, and I'm like, nah, I don't. That's even more of a pain in the butt. So I'm just gonna keep. I can put on a show, you know, do my soft resets, you know, and I don't know why. I'm, I, I guess this is the soft reset motion, you know. But uh, <laughs> and then yeah. you know, someday it'll happen. <laughs> so I believe in you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> so that's how I got roped back in, and it's uh, you know I've I've just been dialed in ever since. Mm-hmm. Are you dialed into all the like kind of new diff- like Pokemon Go, for instance? Also, kind of changing the game. Legends Arceus <laughs> kind of changing the game. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. I've I've done. <laughs> you know, I'm day one on on Go. I still have uh, my my first Bulbasaur. I named him Bulbafet. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> you know the thank you. And you know the th- with Legends Arceus, I I sure would like to see them do other Legends games because the the play style on Legends Arceus is so different from your mainline games. First of yeah. all, mm-hmm. you can be attacked by the Pokemon, which the first time that I mean even now when it happens, you know, and I'm well into the game, I've finished the main game, I'm working on finishing the Pokédex, but yeah. even now I start to panic when they yeah, it's like, oh, shit, oh, I got to jump, I got to uh, ah. yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. I really so, like Arceus, though it, it, it's yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I think the only thing with me is it, it, <clears throat> doing everything and completing the Pokédex takes so long, and I have a decent amount. Of yeah, because after a while, like ADHD kicks in. I'm like, okay, what else are we gonna do now? Though? Mm-hmm. But like having I, to overall, get really good. Yeah, because for for the for those out in the audience that haven't played Legends Arceus, you're, it takes place in the past of is it Sino? They call it something different in the game. It's Hisui in the in the in, oh, yeah, in Legends not, Arceus. Not but I think it's the Sino region. Yeah, and you're writing the Pokedex, and so through your encounters, you're you're doing research uh, on these Pokemon, and you got to get each of each of the every Pokemon in the decks up to level 10, you know, in, in terms of research levels. And man, sometimes that's that's a grind. The good thing for me about it is that the your shiny Pokemon appear in the overworld. So you don't yeah. gotta just run, which was which was a total game changer. Something that, that Game Freak and Nintendo had not done before. And, you know, they've carried that over into, into Scarlet and Violet, although I wish they would get, bring back the sparkle and the shiny sound. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we're bringing up pokey, I guess you would say pokey variations, um, because that's kind of how I'm still hooked into the franchise. I did buy or get as a Christmas present Pokemon Scarlet, but I haven't beaten it yet. I think Mm -hmm. what the problem is with the mainline games for me is that I am somebody who likes challenges like i will play on hard mode or hardcore like i just beat resident evil 2 on hardcore and i speed run games too the 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 games are you can't escape the fact that yes they're made for everybody but like difficulty wise it's they're they're skewed younger right so yeah. the, the mm-hmm. it being too easy i think when they brought the experience share into it's great because it eliminates some of the grind but it just makes it too easy so it kind of turned me off from yeah. like the mainline titles where i'm getting having my fun is the pokemon go because like 
that's a different type of repet like it allows me it brings out like the collector in me so i love playing go in that in that regard because it allows me to capture pokemon right pokemon collect in my way while i'm out uh it gives me something to do but then for me i'm i'm a i've been playing league of legends way too much and it's the most toxic game in the world but i love it to death and i'm a huge mo i'm a huge moba fan uh guilty as charged and when they released pokemon unite i was hooked i was day one unite the amount of hours I put into that, and I and I still love it because it's my favorite. It's my you know Pokemon, which I grew up with. I love these creatures, these characters, this universe. But in a in a game mode or like in a game type genre that I I love, like it, it makes me think of the franchise differently. And what they're doing now with Legends Arceus, and they're they're definitely hearing that we need to tweak the main line is a bit and even scarlet you know it being more open world in terms of like complete at your own pace mm-hmm. which is kind of it, it makes it different right breaks it up um mm-hmm. i think you're gonna see more of that and i want more of that because that's what's keeping me engaged with the franchise overall and why i love it and yeah. and i think it and and also now i'm like obsessed with the trading card game because i love deck builders and it it again that's that's how i'm still in the game and how i came back were these different types of new pokemon experiences that i've just think are so much fun oh yeah mm-hmm. come on go tell ahead. me more about unite like I'm, I'm aware of its existence but i've never played it so have oh, you played it's... yeah go ahead shannon no 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 it's you no, i no. talk too much it's all you the way none of us want to <laughs> talk about unite but also <laughs> unite um it is You've never, have you played League or familiar with League at all? Any, or any okay. MOBA? I mean, yeah. Okay. Dota. So, what's a MOBA? Let's yeah. go. Let's so, yeah, okay. What's so, there are lanes. Are yeah, let's yeah. start with that. Look, so, old man Ziggler is old man right now. <laughs> Imagine, so the game is a little different in that you are working as a team to try to okay. kind of keep control of what you could picture as like a game board, right? You yeah. have each, each group has their like home okay. base, right? And then there's a lane up at the top with like two other bases. And then there's a lane at the bottom with like two other bases. And then there's this kind of jungly type space in the middle. It's, as um, you go, yeah. Just for uh, acronym sake, uh, multiplayer online battle arena. So it's an arena mm-hmm. type oh, okay. game. Yeah. So okay. you're going through and you there's Pokemon throughout like the like board basically and you when you defeat a Pokemon you kind of level up your skills which gives you higher attack power and other things. And then there's also like items you can attach to the type of uh Pokemon you choose to play for that game which can kind of affect the way you might want to play that character or that thing because there are some characters like on your team who are going to go into like this jungly middle area and try to get buffs for your team. And then there are gonna be some people who are working on the defensive on certain lanes, like the top and the bottom to make sure that your bases don't get compromised. And basically you go through defeating Pokemon, gaining these like little orbs. Uh, Do they have a name, the little balls, little orbs? Not too sure, but yeah, they, yeah, it's, it's experience, balls. and <laughs> it's experience, it's points, and then you like literally okay. slam dunk them into the ta- like the bases, yeah. and once Each... you get to a certain point, it just dis- it's destroyed. 
Each MOBA is okay. a little different, right? But the main mm -hmm. objective is to defeat your other team or destroy the bases or like you're you're destroying a base and or defeating the team and whatever the mm -hmm. rules are, right? Whatever that game is. So like League of Legends, okay. you actually have to destroy the base, whereas Pokemon, it's whoever scores the most points, right? Because there's like goals around the around the entire map but it's super fast pace you're you're oh, it's almost like a mix of i mean it is like an action rpg so your pokemon have like four different attacks and you're spamming them um and each pokemon has a different okay. uh i guess class so i'm a mm -hmm. tank main so if you played overwatch like my whole uh, like what I'm skilled at is defending and helping my other Pokemon who deal more damage level up faster. Snorlax okay. is my main in Pokemon Unite, so he's just mm -hmm. this big boy who body he's, he's sumo body tanky. slams. He he yep. can create uh, like a Mr. Mime shield, which is awesome. To and he basically like blocked through people, but it's free to play on Switch and on mobile. Highly recommend it uh, oh, for yeah. anybody who hasn't played. I it highly uh, do not recommend it. If, uh, you, want if, you, want, <laughs> if, if you want to play casually and not ranked, play casually. Yeah, I don't recommend yeah. if you're competitive yeah. because yes, yeah. to Shannon's point, it. <laughs> There's people who are just uh, too much. Don't well that, and, or they don't know how to play. Listen, <laughs> and then... it's a Pokemon game. It's a Pokemon game, right? Yeah. So there are children. It's free. Yeah. So there are children who play this game, and there are also people like us who are like care big children. <laughs> yeah big children if you will and so yeah, like i'd be I, in the big children's arena i think you sometimes get people who are really serious about wanting to win the game and then other people who really are just running around killing pokemon trying to say oh i died again like you know it's and that can be else. very frustrating sometimes it's a, it's a competitive game yeah it's a, it's a competitive and game if, if you you play it competitively so yeah uh playing for fun Super fun. Um, play with friends for fun. Super fun. Competitive. Now, yeah. now, do they have? Do they have no. it like broken up? Like, hey, if you want to play competitive, go over yes. here. If you yes. want to play, they yeah. do. Okay. Yeah. Idle so you're curiosity. good there, and there. I think they introduced other modes. There's like threes, mm -hmm. right? So you could play with like yeah. a group of three against a group of three okay. instead of five and five. Um, I've had a lot of fun playing with friends. Like if I'm yeah. playing like in a group with people, uh, as long as we are just not caring about winning, mm -hmm. because sometimes right. it's super infuriating. There's also a legendary. Uh, is it always Zapdos? If they change it, it was Zapdos when it first released, and then now it's. Oh my god, it's the dragon. It's the long dragon. The green like one? Rayquaza. Yeah, yeah. Rayquaza. Rayquaza. Yeah, yeah. So at some point towards the end of the game, you can defeat the legendary and score an insane amount of points that you just yeah, have to go and slam dunk. And so that can make or break the game. So you play this game winning the like entire time and then can, yeah, can totally be upturned. Okay. And so it, it can get your blood pumping, which mostly, <laughs> I don't think we think of Pokemon and we're like, oh yeah, I'm... I'm blood boiling, but that Pokemon Unite has made my blood boil. Um, huh. So that is that is my take on it. Just like watching Ash constantly lose in the in the league, and you know it took thirty years for him to finally in become finals, a Pokemon yeah. master. So Brian and I were talking about this last <laughs> night because yeah. yep. Yep. he he gets to you know in in Ultimate Adventures, Ash finally is like going to become the Pokemon master, and nice. I I don't. Like and 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 then becomes every corporation's uh, ideal candidate. Fourteen years old with thirty years of experience, yeah, right? Um, <laughs> but 
<laughs> with with this whole like lead up, he's like going through these tournaments and he's fighting, you know, in the various arenas, ranking up in this uh, eventual to become like Tournament. the monarch, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, like with the Galarian stuff. And at that point, he'll finally become a Pokemon master, which is all he's wanted since this show starts. My question is, does Ash not understand that literally to beat this, all he has to do is get eight gym badges and go fight the Elite Four? Like, did this guy even go to the casino? <laughs> does he know? Because it feels like he's going... Well, no, because he's 10 years old. He to. <laughs> still, he's still 10 years old. Yeah, he's still What casino is going to let a 10-year-old in? Ash! Ash, you need to put it all on red, Ash. <laughs> put it, all put on it all on red. Douchebag. <laughs> My great, awesome grand... <laughs> Also, Gary showed up in the episode last night. Hey. Explain to me why Gary, Ash's rival of like 11 years old, sounds like Wallace Shawn. <laughs> is, is it him? Is it? Some, it's no, him. it's just some guy. Like, I'm just waiting. <laughs> Ash, you fell victim to one of the famous blunders. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be better than you, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Never go against us, a douchebag with the league championships on the line. <laughs> I foiled you again. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so uh, while we're talking about making this game more interesting for ourselves, I feel like this is an excellent segue mm -hmm. into uh, Shannon's uh, yeah. topic. But before we get into that, I would like to ask another random uh, Pokemon question I've been coming up with for the last week. Yeah, and that is, uh, would you eat a salad <laughs> if it was made with Bulbasaur's butt leaves? Yeah. Yes. And with, with, with Magikarp chopped in, kind of like yes. a sushi salad? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. You yeah. Eat, they eat Pokemon. It's been established. They have like, to, as, right? They, yeah. Just as someone watching the Slowpoke episode, and I was like, wait, Slowpoke? Yeah, you eat Slowpoke's tails. Yeah. How do you uh, know this? I, as someone who has been vegetarian for 15 years, I would absolutely eat every single Pokemon there is, because why not? <laughs> Wouldn't you want to know? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to know how they taste? Look at this one. Look at Lechonk. And tell me oh, that mean, you wouldn't want to take a bite out of bacon. Bacon be... made of Lechonk. Come on. Or Tauros. Some like nice, oh, yeah. or, or oh. no. Tauros like, burger. Yeah. Burgers. It's like a bison mm -hmm. burger. Some Ridge. venison. What's the deer Pokemon? Stantler. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Stantler. There you go. Yeah. Ooh, good venison. Fun fact. I mean, that. I my Stantler Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Do you think Pokemon, certain Pokemon are so beloved that there would be a ban on eating them like Pikachu's? Oh yeah. There's Why probably like you can't eat, eat the you can't eat a Jinx. You can't eat a Mr. Mime. <laughs> listen, yeah. listen, I've just They're established like Bryce. People. I would yeah. eat any of the Pokemon. Including the I, anthropomorphic, yeah. weirdly sexual. Yeah, one. see, that's <laughs> what Absolutely. I was just going to say. If, Mr. If you're Mime gonna eat, has excellent feet. <laughs> if you're going to eat like, like a Mr. Mime or, well, no, not even a Mr. Mime. But if you're going to eat like some of the later generation starters, you got to, nobody's going to gonna eat a full grown uh, Incineroar, a fully evolved. Oh God! Because it's like it's like people. Same with Decidueye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess Trev. Uh, wait, wait. I was gonna avoid, but wait. Trev eighty one says some thumps. Which Pokemon tastes like dolphin safe tuna? <laughs> Palafin. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So this, I was gonna say. Well, I guess that would be tuna safe later, dolphin. But, uh, 
it's adorable if a Pikachu sleeps in your bed, but it's weird and problematic if a Machamp cuddles up to you. How is that fair? Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I want a I Machamp would cuddle to... with a Machamp. Champ or... oh, Machamp's got to be the oh, best cuddler. There's four arms. To just... I want to. I want you to tell imagine me. a little kid sleeping okay. in bed with okay. Machamp. And okay. Tell me Here... that's okay. 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 But listen to me. Okay. You cradle him like a baby. Listen. <laughs> I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because nothing that's going to come out of this is safe for work. Right? <laughs> if you were having a bad day and you needed like a hug just um, to feel better, just imagine Machamp's four-armed hug making you feel like the safest in the world. And you're going to tell me that's wrong? <laughs> or right a Machamp back massage. bones into powder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think oh. he... I, He'd be a good chiropractor, honestly. Oh, yeah. 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 For now, I guess where's the intelligence? Yeah, where's that line? For these Pokemon range, like, would that be a deciding factor? Because I honestly don't think it would. Like, pigs, for example, have the same mental bearings as like a three-year-old child. Like a lot of like pets that we the people still eat, like dogs and things in other parts of the world. Like they also have, like <laughs> alligators have a high intelligence. We but still eat them. Delicious. I love like, alligators so yeah, much. Yeah, so it's like um, yeah. I, Pokemon are kind of like animals, right? I'm glad you brought this up because I don't know if you guys all felt the same way watching the anime. Like, is it just me or every single Pokemon is pretty intelligent because they, they, they're very aware of their surrounding and universe yeah. and like humans, mm -hmm. like I mean, even, e even like Pidgeys. Yeah, even side, like, like they're aware that Pokemon and humans live cohesively in this world right and and every expression that i see on in the anime it's like they're very they look very aware of like yeah. we are pokemon this is the type of pokemon i am and so yeah now just thinking about it squirrel it's like yeah what's the intel to wear sunglasses yeah they're gang like squirrel squad what how do they know what a, gang, a gang is like a biker gang right I that's think, pretty much what they are watching team think, rocket obviously i think yeah. you too would single-handed well not single-handedly he's got a bunch of pokemon that are very intelligent on his side including probably the bulbasaur gang uh but he would bring up about like a squirtle protest gang. i think show some respect. the squirtle gang sorry what did i say you said bulbasaur uh, gang i said bulbasaur oh my gosh Too i'm much sure bulbasaur there is love one. in the chat friendly reminder that bulbasaur can stand and use its front hands if it wants to just so that you yeah. can all be really confused no <laughs> He's a no, shut your dirty mouth. He's a dinosaur. <laughs> so I think that there probably would be protests against us eating Pokemon from the Pokemon themselves, which would then probably ha change the rules a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you can't have like a Pokemon ranch. Well, I guess I mean, you could. There are. You there could. are Pokemon ranches. There are. In, but how do we know they're <laughs> not? That's true. They, what do there you could I was gonna say Sword and Shield. They all—they have farms with all the sheep Pokemon on it. Like it's Pokemon are as, wool oh, or are those yeah. for you know. Yeah, I feel like that's for the wool though. But now here's the age-old question too, which I've seen a lot of debate online: is the food that people are consuming in the Pokemon universe is it Pokemon or is it what else is it? Yeah, are there I mean, actual are there animals? Dogs. Yeah, because you because you don't are there. Because yeah, I, I what's don't remember the difference between. A dog and a, yeah, like what's the a difference hound door, between a cow right? and a mill tank. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Miltank stands and openly shoots its udders at well, you like guns. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> and like looks like enjoy it. Yeah. But still, <laughs> Shannon, you can make a whole. But you never like, s- weird groin shooting uh, Pokemon. Oh God. <laughs> so kind of related news, like Trevor pointed out on the chat that uh, there was a Wii game called po- My Pokemon Ranch. I don't That's know what true. happened in it, but I think you you can get your game into the ranch you know transfer pokemon from there uh into the ranch and like that was how you could get mew for uh gen 5 i think yeah that does sound kind of like pokemon home nikki you look somebody's looking that up i think yeah yeah kind of like pokemon home i i think you know what the pokemon world's a little messed up and we've known this because we do let 10-year-old children go out into a field of grass, catch a monster, put that monster in a tiny little ball, yeah. and then use that monster to attack other monsters and other children with their monsters. Across so the I think eating them isn't the biggest debate out there in the Pokemon world. <laughs> I'd still live there. Them. Cuddle who you want to cuddle. That's probably fair. So the according to the uh, crack research team who... Today is me. Uh, the my Pokemon Ranch is similar in concept to Pokemon Box. There you go, and allows players to transfer up to a thousand of their Pokemon from up to eight separate Pokemon Diamond and Pearl Nintendo DS game cards to a ranch run by Haley, a friend of BB, who runs the PC Box system in these versions. Wild. So there you go. Okay. There's also a Pokemon Home where you can store, like, I think it's all of your Pokemon from the different games. Yes. Yeah. Most recently, yeah. I know, yeah. because I'm buttoned up against it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this seems like an excellent time to cut uh, was, where we yeah. were. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just cut it real quick, and uh, we will come back next week to talk uh, a little bit more with Dave, a little bit more with Shannon on what their... Uh, versions of like what's got them back into Pokemon in recent years as well as talking a little bit more about like Nuzlocke and all the various different ways you can play Pokemon and as well as trying to figure out uh, what's an appropriate way to cuddle your Pokemon depending on its size. (laughs) All this and more on our next episode of Sneaky Geek. So real quick, just a quick rundown. You can find Sneaky Geek on Discord. You can find it on Twitch. You can find it on Instagram. Uh, Just look up Sneaky Geek Podcast and it's anywhere there. Please make sure you like and subscribe to uh, our podcast on Spotify or whatever podcast host you listen to. Uh, my name is Bryce Rankins. You can find me at Bryce Rankins. This is my co-host, Brian Romero. That's me over here. At B-R-O-M-1137. Shannon can be found online on the Twitch and on the Instagram sort of thing. Yep, shenanigans. Just find me. Shan underscore Ann underscore underscore Egans. And Nick, you can be found at Noice. Noice. Underscore Ice underscore Five. Yes, a lot of underscores following that suit. Yeah. If people really want to find me, they can go to the Liberty High School website and find my email there. <laughs> yeah. All right, make sure you like and subscribe. We cannot wait to uh, get you the rest of this, this episode. We're really excited about it.
Sneaky Geek is hosted by Bryce Rankins and Brian Romero. This episode was edited by Bryce Rankins. Our logo and website were designed by Allie Nimmons. Our theme song was written and produced by Skylar Johnson. Our Twitch stream for this episode was produced by Nick Frado. Music for today's episode was from Poke and Chill by Michael. Used with permission by Game Chops. Based on music by Junichi Masu. Michael's album Poke and Chill can be found at GameChops.com slash Poke and Chill. Copyright 2024, Sneaky Geek Media. All rights reserved.